Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. It's Derby Day and also the Golden Eagle on in Sydney this afternoon as well. So looking forward to plenty of racing and, of course, the Melbourne Cup Carnival. Tuesday's the big one. Looking forward to that one. Joining us on the line, a man who's right across it mm. in the good books and bad books this time of year. <laughs> Who knows? It's a flip of the coin. Campbell Brown joins us on the line. Brownie, welcome, mate. How are you? Yeah, g'day, lads. Uh, no better time of the year. Massive uh, four-day Flemish Carnival coming up. I'm just putting the suit on, getting ready to head into the track, and um, well, I'm probably in the bad books at home. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a consistent thing. Well, are you year. ever home, Brownie? Seriously. <laughs> I, I am Monday to Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just quickly, Derby or Cup Day? What's your favourite? Oh, I, I prefer Derby Day. Um, you got three, you know, outstanding Group Ones. Mm. There's group racing right across the course of the day. Cup Day is great because obviously the biggest race on the Australian calendar is the Melbourne Cup. But sprinkled around that are, are average races. So if you want quality horse racing, um, Derby Day for me. So how do you approach Derby Day, mate? I was going to actually ask you about Melbourne Cup, your preparation, but what's you know what's a day in the life of, what's the POV of Camel Brown leading into Derby Day? Where do you go? Where do we see you? What's, what's the approach? Well, tradition always is black and white uh, is the theme, so I, um, I don't wear that. I wear whatever <laughs> colours I, I want to wear on the day. <laughs> you can stick your, 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 your tradition and colours, you know. Um, that's how we roll, Moons, you know what I mean? We yes. just do what we want. Um, I sometimes make my way through to the birdcage um, if I get a get an invite, um, which is year on, year off sort of set up. I, I found I got suspended for two years from the Mont Marquis a few years back when my mate decided to jump in the swimming pool. Um, they tried for 10 years to get a swimming pool in the birdcage and occupational health and safety knocked them back in the VRC and eventually they got it and they had some water aerobics um, dancers in there and and he was just opportunistic. He just took his jacket <laughs> off and went for a swim. I got lumped in with that because, you know, he, he was he was like uh, I was an assistant of his, you know, an accessory to, to the swimmer. <laughs> um, so this year I'm, uh, I'm going to be hosting uh, Philip Morris Marquis in there. So I'm, I'm going to be giving him some tips and hopefully the tips can turn the, uh, the, the punters into a little bit of money and we can have a good day. Are you a – when you – Go for your tips, mate. Are you, you as Wallace said, do you sit down and go through the form, or are you just basically no? I, I know the horses from back to front. I know which ones are which. Well, this time of year, you do know most mm. of the horses, but form's just imperative because um, sometimes you might you might look at a horse's last two or three races, and then it's last seventh, fifth, you know, and, and you go, oh, it's, just, it's not in form. But when you actually sit down and watch the replays and, and go through the sectionals and things like that, which is tedious work. Mm. Like, it's not it's not enjoyable, but it might, the horse might have been held up. It might have missed the start. It might have drawn, you know, a bad barrier in a slowly run race. 
and, and find excuses for why it might have run like that. And then you, you look at this particular race coming up and okay, it's now it's drawn well. Senior jockey's jumped on. It's stepped up in trip to the mile, which is a good, you know, good distance for it. It's, it races well at Flemington. There's all these little anomalies and little things that, that come into horse racing, weights and, and um, you know, conditions. So that's why it's so bloody hard to mm. find winners because um, horses, jockeys, barriers, you know. But um, I, I, I tend to – it's a bit like anything in life. The, the more time and effort and preparation you put into it, the more chance of finding, you know, a couple of winners that, uh, that you get. And if you want to just go there and pick a number and pick a jockey or whatever it is, you you, you might you know you might have just as much luck. Yeah, it does work out like that sometimes. We spoke in uh, in the at the start of the show about you know people sending through tips. Um, I'm assuming you're on both ends. You're getting some tips. You're sending out some tips, but there's not much love in sending out tips. <laughs> there's absolutely none. It's the most thankless task of all time. And I've been I've been brave enough the last few weeks to put them up on Instagram just I've to save me having yeah. to reply back to everyone. And um, Caulfield Guinea. You know, I got I got all the, the, the DMs and the, the pats on the back because they had a few winners and everyone made some money and you're a legend. And then Darby, uh, Cox Plate Day last week. Copped it. Went zero from six or whatever it was. <laughs> and, um, and then they still slide into your DMs and give you feedback, but it's not very popular. Um, you know, well, it's don't f- post your tips this weekend. You're mugged. <laughs> you know, you've cost me a fortune. So yeah, it's a thankless task. Now, I used to get some tips um, off Dr. Turf back in the day. I know Hutchie and Pickers used to give him a bit of a hard time off the bench because he'd send through his tips and have about five or six runners in each leg, um, trying to give himself a bit of an out, or he, he did the form that hard that he couldn't split them. So it can be a bit of a thank, thankless task, that is for sure. How are you travelling so far, mate, uh, over the spring in terms of back yeah, in had a, had a reasonably good had a, had a reasonably good spring. Um, all you need is, is to, to hit one or two at, at decent prices and, I just jagged. Um, attrition was a horse um, that, that I really liked. It was the last race of the day, Corfu Guinea's Day, and um, I backed it a few times leading up to it. And it had run well, but it hadn't quite won. And big Group One company, uh, Mitch Friedman, um, Bo Mertens, neither of them uh, had won a Group One before as trainer or jockey. And I tipped it on um, on SEN, drifted out to thirty eight dollars and won in a photo finish. Wow. So um, you know, just all you need is one of those and. And as I mentioned, a pretty lean last couple of weeks. Caulfield <laughs> Cup day, I'd been on West Wind Blows for five weeks. And it, when it hit the front of the 200, I thought it was absolutely home only to get collars on the line but without a fight. So there's a few hard luck stories there. But um, yeah, I, I certainly um, I, I didn't get near it uh, last week. Hey, Brownie, you, you mentioned before you've been suspended from the birdcage, but tell us the uh, the Usain Bolt story, please, because I have heard <laughs> I have heard snippets of it, and it's quite funny. Yeah, so um, the, the year before, the two years before that was when um, when my mate jumped in the pool, and so I, the, the more marquee, they, they got together and they said, "Look, you're not welcome in here for two years." <laughs> and so I sat the first year out, and then the second year I knew that I couldn't attend uh, the birdcage uh, more area, so. I'd organised lunch up at the chairman's club with some friends and I had that and the day was going great and Johnny Stephenson, who's a great mate of mine, yeah. he, he rang me, he, said, um, he calls me the wildcat. He goes, Cat, where are you? I said, oh, mate, I'm at the chairman's club. He said, come to the birdcage for a drink. So I said, righto. I made my way to the birdcage. I mean, there's 50 marquees. So I, I'll ring him. I say, mate, wh- where are you? Which marquee are you in? And he said, I'm in the mum. I said, oh, mate, of all the marquees you could have been in, I'm not allowed in there. He goes, what do you mean you're not allowed? You're with me. I said, yeah, but that's, 
I've got one more year to run on my suspension. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what? Like, who gets suspended from the bird case? Like, what is this? And they said, leave it with me. So I walk up to the door, and it's the same guy there that had been there the previous two years with his clipboard and everything. And he looks up from the clipboard. And he said, Brownie, mate, you, you know you can't come in here. You've got one year left come to on, run. Come on, Brownie. Come on. I said, yeah, but I'm here seeing a friend. He goes, mate, I don't care who your friend is. You, you can't come in. And I said, well, my friend's this bloke. And he turns his head. He sees Usain Bolt running over. Hey, Wildcat, come in. Wildcat, come in. <laughs> so, so he concedes and he lets me in. And I must admit, it was, I walked past him with a real smirk uh, a real sense of entitlement. <laughs> real big head wobble walking through. Yeah, oh yeah, massive. <laughs> now, you probably walked a bit taller, as you mentioned, and I we actually heard, and one of the reasons why I wanted to chat to you, because we heard about you talking about how, how big you became in that 2008 <laughs> grand final. You've probably told the story a few times at Sportsman's Night, but I want to replay the audio on a podcast he did with Tommy Sheridan uh, last week, I think it was. Have a listen to this first and we'll get your reaction and Moon's reaction as well. But I don't reckon many people would have been capable of doing this. But in that, in that grand final against the Cats, <laughs> I, I started forward, right? But then halfway through the second quarter when Trent Crowe broke his foot, I went from forward pocket to full back and played on Cam Mooney, who'd been tearing the game to shreds, gave up six inches, you know what I mean? Tell me how many <laughs> blokes could do that. Captain Golis in the second half, we're going to win the flag. That um, is. That's that is pretty handy. Geez, <laughs> <laughs> I hate hearing that audio. Right, <laughs> that um, is fantastic goal. I don't know where to start with pulling that apart, but um, you played tall. You smashed Moons, who couldn't kick a goal to save himself in that grand final. But uh, well done. That's I didn't really want to get a reaction. I just wanted to say just congratulations to on the audio. To be fair, <laughs> no, no, but what you did cut out of of that. Clip was I'd, I'd never, I'd never been so so nervous or scared in my whole life, and I wasn't one that over, that got overly nervous before or during a game. But walking um, from the huddle at half time down towards the city end, um, towards Moons, and and as soon as you saw me coming, you sort of said to Stevie J and Stokes in your own like clear out the forward fifty. I was absolutely terrified. But, and and know, I took a mark in 30 thing. seconds, had a shot and missed. Yeah. And I thought, oh, there's my Correct. day gone. Yeah. That wasn't was the snap, was it? Was on, the, the snap? on the mark, Moon. No. No. Oh, no. mate, I remember. So that was what I missed just before halftime, Warlow. So oh. I was, at halftime, I was a, a shell of a human. Yeah. I was like, what the hell have I just done? Couldn't believe it. So I've taken this mark at, after halftime. I thought, right, redeem myself here. And I've hit the post and I thought, right, that's my day done. Day gone. I should have just packed up and gone home, Brandon. <laughs> and then I started chirping. Yeah, then I? you chirped on me on another missed shot. I went, right, I'm going home. You're going to have to pass <laughs> it off, I think. Uh, very good. Well, mate, uh, enjoy enjoy today. It's going to be an absolute ripper. The uh, Golden Eagle on as well. So hopefully you get a winner in uh, both Melbourne and Sydney. Melbourne Cup, mate, behave yourself or just be yourself. Whatever you're feeling on the day will be amazing. And uh, best of luck with, uh, with getting a few winners. Yeah, I think I think Hawaii Five O uh, wins the the Eagle up in Sydney. Um, I'm with Riff Rocket, the favourite in the Derby. The Walla runner should bounce back. Um, our Rose Courts is a, is a pretty good bet earlier in the day. Race three for the Graham Big runner and um, Kings Gambit in the Coolmore as well. If you want to have a a little play on it at about nine bucks. That's going to be my bet uh, today and uh, over the course of the next uh, twenty four hours. Beautiful, Thank you, mate. Brownie. Enjoy, mate. Enjoy, Enjoy yourself. Mate. I'm sure you will. Thanks for joining us. 
Have a great weekend. Campbell Brown joining us today, of course, having a bit of a punt to gamble responsibly and uh, hopefully you get a winner of uh, or two. Coming up, we've got our marketplace. Um, I'm actually selling some memorabilia. I'll get to that in just a second. This is the warm-up, all thanks to Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Stay with us on the warm-up.